0: And welcome to the Ripples in Space podcast. I'm John Davis.
1: This is Kate Reagan.
0: And we're here on another beautiful Sunday morning with some flash fiction for you. This is episode 18,
1: 19. No, what episode is this? We've lost count, we've done so many, and it's so exciting.
0: And it gets a little bit confusing now that we also do Unending Tales from the Void on the same podcast format, so if you were listening to that and now you hear this and it's a little bit jarring, apologies. It'll get more simple.
1: And don't worry, we'll have another exciting episode of Unending Tales for you next week.
0: Yes, we will. Today we have a story that is called...
1: Precious Metals by Jill Bronfman.
0: I will do the introduction, Kate will do the story, and then we'll chat about it. So, here we go.
1: We'll see you on the other side.
0: Jill Bronfman does the same research for her work as a tech lawyer and for her fiction writing. It's all about the future.
1: Precious Metals by Jill Bronfman Don't worry, he said. This is not the first time I've done this. The right edge of my mouth turned up. He leaned in and touched one of his tools to the back of my neck. "'Feel that?' he asked. "'Feel it now? Do you feel me?' <laughs> he exclaimed. "'We used to say that all the time. It meant, "'Do you understand me? It, it really has nothing to do with physical sensation.' "'I understand you. I do,' I thought. I tried to open my mouth, but no sound came out. The technician patted my hair, then picked up a strand that had fallen over one eye. He placed it behind my ear. Almost done with your mouth. It's going to be a lovely one, too. Your teeth are amazing. He pushed down my tongue with two fingers, and my tongue sprang back. Hello, world, I said. Do you want to try to stand? That was a joke. Oh, right. The first program said hello, world. Nice referential joke mod they gave you. You should hear what bots usually say when they first boot up. Some of them say pluck. It's got some excellent front and back of the mouth consonants. It's practically the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, but for speaking rather than writing. It's got everything. If you can say it, you're good to go in my experience. Should I say pluck? You just did. His eyes were blue through the safety goggles. Did it sound right? It sounded like... uh, No. You tell me. Did it sound like you? Did you recognize your own voice? For me, my own voice sounds so different on the inside versus the outside, like when you hear your voice recorded and it's like a stranger speaking. My voice sounded the same on the inside and the outside. I think I've got dual speakers now. I've answered all of his queries, but the technician is staring at me. What does he want me to do? I've got a subroutine of visual cues, but this guy has little to offer in the way of facial expressions. "Uh, Hey, he stammered. I, um... He glanced at the screen behind me. We've got about seven minutes left in here to run through about fifty tests. Uh, Would you please try to stand? I placed my hands on both sides of the cot and sat up. Do I have clothes?" "'Right, you totally do,' he replied, shaking his head. "'Do you need help?' "'We'll see. I'll give it a try.' I swung my right leg, then my left leg onto the tiled floor. The tile under each foot warmed in response to my touch, as did each tile I stepped on in the fourteen steps to the closet, where clothes of several sizes hung on hangers. "'What size am I?' I asked the tech who was still watching me from behind. He was typing, then stopping, then typing, then stopping. He was probably assessing my balance, although it could have been something else. I pulled out a thin T-shirt and ran it up and down my arm. It's slippery. I reached above my head and let the shirt fall down over my head, shoulders, arms, and breasts. It fit after a minute or so of aligning its atomic structure, as did the panties and the leggings. Wait. The technician reached around the back of my head, lifted my hair in a flip over my eyes, and tickled the top of my neck. I squirmed. Ooh! You are ticklish? Seriously? What model number are you? I'm a Victoria 18, so that's 18th generation, but I've also got a few upgrades and patches. That version of the story should cover any discrepancies he might have noticed. I had a few extra parts and some non-standard programming, but I'd save those reveals for when I knew him better. Hmm, that's interesting. The tech held me by the shoulders and pushed me face down on the table. This time, he reached down to the base of my spine and gave me a few more adjustments. It stopped tickling after a while, but then I wanted it to tickle again. That was a new sensation fitted him the last upgrade, but nothing had triggered it until now. You are fully initialized. He stepped back, looked me up and down slowly, and the tool in his left hand slipped down so that he was holding the very edge of the handle. The head of the tool wobbled a few times, aiming for the wall, then for the door. He nearly dropped it, but caught it in time. You're nice, I told him. He blushed and turned his face to the monitor to hide it. He began typing again. Or pretending to type something while looking intently at the screen. I am usually good at recognizing pretending, but his eyes were looking down. I waited for the usual response that I'm nice, too, or beautiful, amazing. Just a formality, of course. I knew what I looked like to them. We're done with the tests, he said to the screen, searching for confirmation or alerts or something, anything that he had forgotten. He waited for the device to save him. The screen looked blank, but he took a long time turning back to me. You can go now. Your people are probably already at the pickup area. They can't wait long in the loading zone. He was out of words and out of time to come up with new ones. Maybe there weren't any words yet created for this situation. I looked at the technician's forlorn face and offered him the one thing I knew he wanted. I'll be back soon. I'm not a new Victoria 18, exactly. You might have noticed. I'm a refurbished Victoria 7, and my model needs tons of patches. Plus, my people have grandkids visiting next month, and they cause all sorts of damage. Last month, the six-year-old borrowed one of my ears to listen to music, and we found it under the fridge, dented and dusty. I'm going to pull some new joke mods off the server. I'll save them just for you! He looked measurably cheered. He almost smiled, but caught himself. It was just a job, and I was just a machine. See you soon, handsome, I said as I lifted off.
0: And that was Precious Metals.
1: Thank you, Jill, for the story.
0: I definitely got a bit of an Edward Scissorhands vibe to this. Definitely felt like it, the robot was somewhat new—not completely new, but I, I mean, don't know. She's it,
1: Not new because she's a reformatted old model. That's kind of she's kind of like a used car that's been tinkered on.
0: So what Teslas will evolve to within the next few years because they're driving themselves these days.
1: Wait, what? Did, what's Tesla have to do with the robot?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, I love a good robot story. They're coming. They will take over the world.
1: It's inevitable.
0: Skynet is happening. I don't know. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, it was kind of a, a fun little thoughtful what if between... A human and a robot, and those are just kind of fun conversations to think about. Well, as always, we encourage those who listen to send us their flash fiction. You can do so through Submittable. Um, tune in next week for the next episode of Unending Tales from the Void, and also be sure to check out our website at ripplesinspace.com and see all the other fiction that we've published up there. As always, from all of us here at Ripples in Space. Cheers from the void.